Hello there, and welcome to KDL's Stump the Librarian podcast, where your friendly neighborhood librarians put their research skills to the test to answer questions from you, the listener, or your boat captain, your cruise ship director, or your deckhand. I'm Jill, and I'm here with Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Jill. Uh, listen, I love hearing from you. Listener, you can submit your questions at kdl.org forward slash stump, and then listen to hear our research answers. But before we get into listener questions today, I was wondering, Liz, what did you want to be when you grew up? That's a great question, Jill. Um, When I was younger, I thought it would be amazing to work on an airplane as a flight attendant and fly all over the world and meet lots of interesting people and see cities that maybe I wouldn't have seen normally. Now, as an adult, I think it sounds like a lot of exhaustion, but I mean, as a kid, it sounded kind of interesting and adventurous. It does sound adventurous. (laughs) How about you, Jill? What did you want to be? Um, I always wanted to be a teacher from second grade all the way until... I got a teaching degree, and then I became a librarian. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I also have a teaching degree, oh, hey. and I became a librarian. <laughs> it's a great career path. It really is. I learned a lot. So I have a question from a listener today. This question is from Noah, age nine, from our Cascade branch, and Noah asks, why can't you make a sailboat move forever by putting a fan on it? Great question. Okay, it's a it's a total stumper. It's a total stumper. I do have an answer for Noah, but were this you stumped? Is, I, I it took yes, I was stumped, oh. and also my guess at the answer before I did the research was wrong. <laughs> well, that's why we do the research. It right? is. It is. So this is a physics question, and physics is the scientific study of matter, motion, and energy. And as I just said, I was planning to be an English teacher, so. Physics is a huge stretch for me, which is why this question was a bit of a stumper for me. Right. But I did watch this great PBS video about the physics of sailing. I linked that. I watched it like three times (laughs) to fully understand. (laughs) Um, And it's a really great video, and it shows some really neat um, sailing um, uh, class, like a sailing class. Jill, have you been sailing before? I have. Okay. I have been sailing, yeah. Yeah. I've been sailing on a few different kinds of sailboats, um, and I'm glad you asked me that because I want to answer, uh, before I answer Noah's question, I want to explain very simply how a modern sailboat works. So let's picture a sailboat together. There's so many different kinds of sailboats, so I want to picture the most simple kind of sailboat that you would just sail on a small lake, not a really big sailboat that would go across that ocean, just a little one. So my husband has one, and it's the one I'm picturing, and it has a triangle sail, and the wide part of the triangle is at the bottom where the sailor sits, and the skinny part is all the way at the top of the mast up in the air. So that's what a sailboat looks like, and it's pretty basic. So that sail, that triangle sail, it works just like an airplane wing. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a little different than what I thought. Um, it. Instead of sitting out to the side like an airplane wing, it just is up and down. Um, The sail has what's called lift. So it's not actually being pushed by the wind to move the the boat forward. It's being 
lift it. This is the tricky physics part. <laughs> so that, and that's the part that I thought that I was wrong about. I just thought, oh, the wind is pushing the sail, but that's not really what is happening. The wind is moving around the sail and then it creates pressure on the sail and the pressure creates force and that's the movement. When the lift that's created moves the boat forward a little, but it actually mostly moves the boat to the side. So to balance the sailboat, they have a keel, which is shaped really like the sail, like a triangle, but it's underneath the boat and it's not nearly as big. It's much smaller because if, if it's shallow where you're going, you don't want your giant sail to touch the bottom. Dragging up. Yep. That has, uh, my husband has tipped his sailboat before in a shallow part and then that mast is really tall and you touch the bottom. That's not great. Oh, you have to get out and flip it back over. It's and, like a lot of work. Uh, it's... I've gone with him before, but it isn't my favorite thing. It makes me a little little motion sick to bob around in that sailboat, but it's fun to watch, um, and it's a really neat thing. And so the one thing that in the PBS special it talked about was to sail a sailboat, you don't really have to know physics. You kind of learn by, by doing. So it helps if you know the physics, but you don't have to know it. You can just get out there and try, like, how do I pull the sail and where's the wind? <laughs> I feel like I would just sit in the middle of the lake. And like, Bob, <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Yeah, That would happen to me. Yeah. So, okay, so, so let's get back to that keel underneath the boat. So water is moving around that keel just like the air moves around the sail, and it, create lifts in the, it creates lift in the same way under the boat. So that creates balance between the sail and the keel. So instead of moving sideways, the sailboat moved forward. The PBS video had this really helpful explanation, and it makes so much sense to my brain, I'm going to try to explain it to you. Okay, let's pretend it's summer, <laughs> and oh, we're eating summer. watermelon. You take a watermelon seed, and you pinch it really hard between your two fingers. So you're creating equal force on both sides of that watermelon seed from either side. That's what the sail and the keel are doing. Well, when that watermelon seed goes out of your fingers, it goes forward. Oh, and that's what happens cool. in the sailboat. Yep, there's pressure on both sides of it, and it moves forward. Interesting. So that's, that's what happens. So why can't we move the sailboat forward with a fan on the sailboat? Hmm. No, it seems like it would work. Well, that's not how a modern-day sail gathers the wind. Uh, the wind on a modern-day sailboat is not shaped to be pushed by a fan, um, all the other videos that I linked, so I linked, I think, four or five videos. The one is the PBS one that explains the physics of sailboats. All the other ones are videos of attempts to move a cart or a boat with a sail and a fan, or I saw one with a, like a leaf blower, <laughs> or in the old story that I think this myth is based on, it's like um, a bunch, it's Dr. Doolittle and his animals blowing the sail. That doesn't work either. So the, that, that none of those work, and you'll see when you watch those videos. That's because the force from the fan and the force from the sail are the same amount of force. So they're like pushing against each other and then the boat just goes nowhere, cancels it out. There are boats that work with fans. There's a lot of them, like in Florida and Everglades, they have those, but there's no sail. The fan points away from the boat and so then the force makes the boat move. They're more like rafts. Yeah, they're more like a raft. Right. Okay. Right. Because there's the... This is all the physics stuff. So these are some physics words. I think these are are like fourth grade physics words. Uh, There's friction. So, you know, your boat won't move unless there's enough force to get past the friction. Your water is less friction than if 
it's just sitting on the ground, mm-hmm. um, but you need to have enough force. So that's probably why they're smaller boats, because otherwise you'd have to have a really big fan, right. like a rocket-powered fan. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. It might go too fast. That might be kind of scary. I don't know. Um, so the one of the videos that I linked there shows a way that you can make the sail work with a fan, but it's shaped differently. It's shaped kind of like if you can picture the boat that Christopher Columbus would have sailed on. They had like square sails. And so they were a little bit different and they actually were designed to be pushed by the wind, but they only just went straight sure, across the ocean mm-hmm. and they couldn't. With the big steering. Wheel. Yeah. They didn't have the same amount of steering and they really could just get stuck <laughs> and like Bob for mm-hmm. a long time. But a modern day sailboat can can sail almost any direction except for directly into the wind using physics. So those old-timey sailboats, they can be pushed like that. So you, the one video you'll see, he made the boat move with a fan on it when he made that square curved sail. Then it would catch the wind, but really what was happening was the wind was blowing into that curve and then heading back. So it was working just like that fan sailboat without a sail. So it still was working that way. So Noah doesn't work to put a fan on your sail. You need air that comes from an outside source that will create lift in your sail and move your sailboat forward. Lift in your sail. Yeah. <laughs> so that is that is why you can't wow. do it. It doesn't work. Thanks for researching that. Yeah, it was I, I think that one PBS video was really exciting and it made sailing look really fun, but I still think there's maybe just too much bobbing for me. <laughs> We don't want that. No. (laughs) Hey, Jill, do you have a fact of the day? Yes, I do. And guess what? This is our boat episode. So (laughs) this book is called Boats and Other Things That Float. Nice. So it is completely full of different kinds of boats. It doesn't have as many facts in it as some of our other fact books, but it has lots of great pictures and lots of different kinds of boats that I did not know existed. Um. A fact about a cruise ship, which I think we're going to hear some facts about a cruise ship, so I won't tell you any cruise ship facts. (laughs) But this is my fact of the day. It's about a fact that uh, a ship that people live on, this floating home in Canada is in a village of floating homes. That's amazing. Yeah. I I watched a program about this, uh, about people doing this in the Netherlands, like a whole channel full of floating homes. I've seen something similar to that um, one time when I was in California in Sausalito. They have a whole, I don't, I don't even remember how many houseboats there were all in a row, like just like that, just like a community. I can't imagine. It's really interesting. I can't believe how many different kinds of boats there are. And so this book is really neat because it shows you so many different kinds and if you want to check it out, you can find it in the transportation section. Boats and Boats. other things that, that float. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Are we ready for another question? Yeah, let's, let's do it. All right. My question was written by me. <laughs> it's, how does a cruise ship float? So I was recently in New Orleans, and right there on the water where we were walking around was a cruise ship in dock, and there were people with their little rolly suitcases going to get on board. And 
Jill, have you ever have you ever been on a cruise before? I have. Okay, yeah. I have not. I've only seen them. It's pretty fun. It's the most enormous boat I've ever seen in my life. Like mm-hmm. gigantic. Yeah, you know how um, I said I get motion sickness. Yeah, I couldn't feel it on that you, boat because it it's so big. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I've never been on one, but I've seen them in doc and I've seen them on TV. But mm-hmm. it made me really wonder how that giant ship stays afloat. Mm-hmm. So this one that I saw, you know, there were rows of cabins where people stay when they're cruising. And then on the top, there was like a water park. There yeah. were slides and things. Yeah. It was amazing. It was really cool. So how does it float? The short answer is also physics-related. Oh, physics. Um, It's a word called buoyancy, which (laughs) I have to tell you, when I was doing this research, I spelled buoyancy wrong like 25 times because it's a really funny word to spell. Buoyancy. Buoyancy is the ability for an object to float in water or air. Water is super heavy, Have you ever tried to carry a gallon of milk into the house while unloading groceries? And, you know, they don't look very big, but that gallon of milk weighs about eight and a half pounds. Wow. I know. And it's not very big. Um, And water is about the same. Um, So when a cruise ship is in the water, the pressure of the water the ship is floating on pushes up as the weight of the ship pushes down. And that's called displacement. The water actually makes room for the ship. Oh. The water is displaced by the shape of the ship. And the ship <laughs> displaces as much water as the ship weighs. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that is interesting. So it's, displace, or it's displacing a lot of water, but water is so heavy, they kind of balance each other out. Okay. It's physics in action. I have a fun fact. It's not time for my fun fact, but I have one to share with you oh, anyway. <laughs> the ancient ancient Greek scholar Archimedes in the 200s BC is thought to be the first person to use the word eureka. <laughs> have you ever heard that word yeah. before? <laughs> eureka. When he stepped into a bath and noticed the water level rose. So an object or a person's volume, how much they space they take up can be determined by the amount of water they displace. So think about when you're getting into a bathtub and the water level rises because you're displacing that water by getting into the tub. So the Archimedes principle states that if an object that is displacing water weighs less than the amount of water it displaces, the object will float. Okay. Okay, that's a lot of physics talk. So we're going to talk a little bit more about cruise ships themselves. The shape of the cruise ship is unique too. If you took a cruise ship out of the water, you'd see the bottom of the ship looks like the letter U. So it's rounded on the bottom. Okay. And that makes the ship much more stable in water. Like you said, Mm -hmm. that it felt very stable. You weren't bobbing around on the cruise ship. No, not at all. Um, The weight of the ship is distributed evenly through a wider hull. The hull is the bottom of the ship. Mm -hmm. A regular boat, like you'd take out on the lake, you know, around Michigan. A tiny sailboat. Has a V shape underwater, Mm. which makes it fast. Much faster than a cruise ship, but less stable than a cruise ship, Mm -hmm. too. So the shape of the bottom of the boat makes a big difference. 
Also, the heaviest part of the ship, like where the engine and the fuel tanks are, are below the surface of the water. Okay. It's really heavy on the bottom, and the parts above water, like the water park that's <laughs> on the top, are much lighter than the engine and the fuel and all of that. So it gives the ship a low center of gravity. The hull, the bottom of the ship, is also super wide, which helps distribute the weight across the surface of the water. Some ships are as wide as they are tall. Oh, wow. Think about that. It, it just boggles the mind how enormous these things are. They're so big. Um, I looked at some pictures on um, the Royal Caribbean blog huh. and saw some cruise ships out of the water. So oh. you could see the bottom parts of, it's called dry dock when they're yep. out of the water. Mm-hmm. So I linked that too because it's really fascinating to see all of the parts that are underwater. Yeah. How, you, do you know how they get them out of there? <laughs> like cranks and pulleys and okay. things like that. because <laughs> yeah, it, It's got to be very heavy. It, it is very heavy, yeah. So a, gr- a cruise ship's shape, their center of gravity and buoyancy, plus the fact that water itself is very heavy, all allows something as large as a cruise ship to float. Amazing. Wow. So while I was doing my research, you, Jill, looked at PBS I looked at Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh, I love him. <laughs> so I linked a video about buoyancy where I was just cracking up, and I shared this with you, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Bill Nye is driving a car, and he drives it into the water because it's like a car-boat wow. hybrid thing. Uh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend um, watching that video and learning a little bit more about buoyancy. From Bill Nye. From Bill Nye. <laughs> I watched Bill Nye when I was a kid in school, Me and too. I was still cracking up as an adult watching him. It was really entertaining, and I learned a lot. He's the greatest science guy. Yeah, so that's how a cruise ship floats. Fascinating. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I learned so much today. <laughs> it's a lot about boats today. It was our boat episode. It was. <laughs> so I have a book to share with you too but it's oh, not yeah. a, it's not a boat book i guess oh, i should i should have right. picked a boat book Joe. Oh. what was i thinking <laughs> i mean i can't think of any boat books i've read okay. recently <laughs> okay so i picked i actually picked a non-fiction book this time and i just love to go through the stacks at the library and find those little new stickers on the spine me so too. this was something that I just pulled off the shelf because it had a new sticker and I wanted to look at it. But I was blown away. It's called The Storyteller's Handbook, and it's by Elise Hurt. And it is found in actually the language skills and writing section oh. of junior nonfiction. So I picked it up, and I just found the cover itself is beautiful. It's just a hand-drawn there is a boat on the cover. Oh, Look at yeah. That. It's a boat book. It's a rowboat. <laughs> um, but it's flying through the air. A so, magic boat. It is a magic boat. So I opened it up, and I love pencil drawings and illustrations, and I find them really fascinating to look at when you can see the actual lines um, in an illustration. I am not a gifted drawer. <laughs> Are you, do you like to draw? I'm really bad at it. I mean, I like to doodle, but that's about it. But um, I think it's fascinating to watch other people who are really good at art and drawing. 
Me too. Um, and that's what this book is all about. It's illustrations coming to life. Um, the book itself is almost wordless, but each set of pages has beautifully drawn illustrations that tell different stories. It's kind of like an eye spy. There are so many little details in all of the pictures to notice. And I've looked through this book so many times and I've noticed different things every time I look at it. But there's a picture of um, a woods with a set of stairs winding through with some little animals. And there's a boat that has roots that's flying through the air. Um, It kind of reminded me of The Mysteries of Harris Burdick by Chris Van Alsberg, which is another book that has illustrations that prompt discussion or writing, um, things that you can make up as you're looking through the book. So you can make up stories to go with all of these pictures. You could ask questions about what you think is happening. And I just found myself going through the pages over and over and thinking about all of the possibilities of what is happening in each of the illustrations. So if you like beautifully drawn pictures, if you like to make up a story, look, this is a boat one too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there are waves crashing around. And That's a little kind of a scary one that you can make up a scary story yeah, about that one. There's fish flying through the air. <laughs> um, if you like to make up stories as you go through a book, I would highly recommend The Storyteller's Handbook by Elise Hurt. That is a really beautiful book. It's such a cool book. I think that's my favorite thing from today. Really? Yeah, I, I think so. Wow. Is that what you... That, that's, that's it. What that's you what mean? I learned today. <laughs> I mean, I learned a lot. I, I really liked to learn about cruise ships especially that they're as wide as they are deep that kind of blows my mind it does it does blow your mind yeah, a little but bit that book is so cool i love it i love it too and i learned and i even wrote it down that a sail on a sailboat works like an airplane wing i had i really didn't know that so yeah, i did um, not either until it's kind of fascinating and it's amazing that they can go so fast and but it's a lot of work to sail it is a lot of work to sail. You have you have a, you have to learn. It you, doesn't just come naturally. Right. You have to go out there and practice. Everybody has a job to do on a sailboat. Yeah, yeah. On our little sailboat, it is a one person one person <laughs> job. So, but yes, Thanks on a larger for sharing sailboat. That with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's it for today. Yeah, I think it is. Thanks for all of your amazing questions and helping us learn more about our world and about boats today, especially. For more information or to send us your own question, head to kdl.org forward slash stump. And be sure to tune into the next episode where we answer more of your questions. We want to give huge and special thanks to the KDL Programming Department, the KDL Marketing Team, and J.D. Delinsky for our intro and outro music. Thanks so much. 